you have ever felt guilty about prioritizing your self-care if you've ever wondered if it's selfish this is the episode for you because in this episode we're going to talk about self-care but we're really going to look at it through a biblical lens and we're going to look at what does the word of god say about self-care and once you are equipped with this information then you don't have to feel guilty anymore and i hope by the end of it you're going to see the necessity for prioritizing your self-care but i have to warn you that the audio is not that great because I knew I wanted to to record this and when it was in my head and I had a few minutes in the car, I just hit play and went ahead and recorded. So I'm already forewarning you that the audio is not great, but if you listen through it, I think you're going to find some great nuggets. So let's do it. Hey homeschool mom, are you feeling a little stressed out? Are you tired? Are you downright exhausted from trying to do all the things? Are you feeling overwhelmed by everything you think you should be doing? Or are you afraid that you're just not doing enough? Well, I want you to know two things. Number one, you are not alone. Trust me, we all have these feelings. And number two, you're in the right place. I'm Inga Masick, and this is the Catch Your Breath Podcast. Here, we'll talk about the fears and the emotions that we usually keep to ourselves. And you're going to get some practical strategies to reduce your stress and to make your journey a little easier so you can walk in the freedom and the joy of homeschooling. So whether you need a moment to laugh, a moment to cry, a moment to yourself, or something in between, I pray that you will take this moment to catch your breath. Ready? Set? Breathe. I want you to know that in this episode, I really am excited about this topic and I'm excited about it because I feel like once I shifted my mindset around self-care and had a true understanding of why it was important and stopped looking at looking at it as a privilege and looking at it as a priority then it just changed how i approach it i'm not going to tell you i have it perfect i still have to remember to schedule that time in but in looking at the importance of it through our mental health our our holistic well-being our mental well-being and just everything that Um, I've been learning about stress management. I know how important it is and I feel even more excited to be able to see confirmation that it is a good thing, that it is something to focus on in the Bible. So this topic makes me excited and so you may be able to tell that in my voice. Uh, But before we get started, I have to know, how are you doing? As you listen to this, I really want you to consider how your self-care is as you think about some of the areas we talk about and we don't talk about all of the areas we'll do that in the next episode but in this one we're really just trying to make sure that we have the right mindset around self-care so we can start to talk about it because i really want to make sure that we are prioritizing that because if anyone has not told you in it if you haven't been homeschooling long enough i want you to know that you're going to have a hard day you may have hard days plural And it is important that you've already thought through building a really strong foundation in your self-care. 
actions and routines and that you're intentional about it. And so this whole series that we're now walking through is really to make you intentional to change your mindset around it so we can think about all areas of ourselves so we can show up holistically. And when we think about holistically, sometimes we just don't really think of it in terms of these seven or eight areas that we're going to be talking about over the next few um, episodes. But it's a way that hopefully we will start to be intentional about. And as we were talking about planning and how you need to get ready for your school year and be intentional about the plans that you have for your students and your homeschool, I'm hoping that you're going to be very intentional about your plan for self-care. So we're going to be talking about your self-care and at the end, hopefully we will have an intentional self-care action plan that you will have that you're able to implement as needed. So let's jump in you might have to turn your volume up or down depending on where you're listening because there is some background noise um as i was doing it in my car i was pulled over i was waiting in the car for my kids to come out but i I just want to make you aware of that i cannot wait to share this with you have you ever felt that self-care was selfish Or have you ever felt guilty about prioritizing some time for yourself? If you have, you're not alone. Because a lot of times I think we do feel that way. We feel like that if we set aside some time for just ourselves, for some reason, that means that we are selfish or vain or we don't care about other people. And I think the reason why we feel this, at least I would speak for myself, when I did feel that way is because I didn't really truly understand what self-care actually meant. And so I think once you shift your mindset around what that means, then I think you can feel less selfish about it overall. Remember that putting off your needs in order to take care of everybody else's own is actually not beneficial to anyone. So in this episode, I really want to completely debunk whatever negative things that you may have thought about self-care and by the end I want you to really be able to walk into the belief and the understanding that self-care is not selfish and that it is something that is necessary it's not a luxury it's a necessity so I hope that this will really give you permission if you've been looking for it to prioritize your self-care and I know that in some places the fear is that it will move us into being completely selfish and that we'll be vain and we'll be thinking all about ourselves and so as Christian women we don't want to do that but I also want to give you some examples and reasons why self-care is biblical we get to see that it's biblical so let's start with recognizing one of the major benefits of self-care. It's going to make you a better parent and a better teaching parent. If you are not taking care of yourself, you are going to more than likely dislike homeschooling your child. You're gonna feel like this is not something that you can sustain for the long run. You probably will be able to tell that you've got frustration, you've got overwhelm, you've got stress, you've got all of that. And so it is key that you understand that by doing this you're actually giving to your children you're actually 
investing in your homeschool in a way that you can't do in any other way. And you're also, one of the great things about that is you're also setting a good example for your children to let them know that it's important to take care of our own needs. And when we talk about that biblical sense, we're going to talk about that this is the temple that God has given us. And so we want to make sure that we're showing them that we value what he's given us. We are good stewards over the body, over the time, over all of those things. And so all of that is connected to our self-care. Remember that we hear over and over and over again that you cannot pour from an empty cup. We have to recognize that we are filling up our cup, but we've got to fill it up regularly because when we're not filling it up regularly, we are going to the empty stage. 100% you are always pouring. Pouring into your children, pouring into your spouse, pouring into community, pouring into to church, all of those different things. And so you have to consistently make sure you fill that cup back up. So that means now we've got to do consistent self-care. But here's where one of the biggest struggles is, is that we actually, because our world has turned everything self-negative because there's selfies and you know there's self this and self that it can really feel negative so when we hear that terminology of self-care it's like no i'm not going to actually be focusing so much on myself but the good news is that that's not what we're talking about one of the most important things in this mindset shift is to recognize that there's all of these pieces of who what who you are which is that wholeness and that holistic piece and when you think of that holistically that's what self-care is so you're thinking about your emotional well-being you're thinking about your spiritual well-being you're thinking about your physical well-being you're thinking about all of these different things that's what's going to come together to make yourself and so you've got to care for those things I feel like when you think of it that way, when you think of the fact that you've got to care for your emotions, you've got to care for your physical body, you've got to care for your environment, where you are, you've got to care for your relationships and how you invest in those. When we start to break it down that way, I feel like for me at least, it doesn't feel as selfish. And so that's one way you can think about it is think of yourself holistically. You've got all of these different parts. We said seven, but then there is eight. We've got all of these different parts parts that make us the full whoever we are and so that is what we're really focusing on but I want to give you some encouragement from the word of God about the importance of self-care and even self-love I know we say self-love and we're just like wait a minute because you know that anything that God made for good that he created pure and wonderful the devil's going to take that and misconstrue that and mess that up and want us to stop it all together but we got to take back power of that we have to be able to say actually no that's not what the word of god says so let's look at that first of all we want to look at what the the bible says about god's temple and in first corinthians 6 19 through 20 paul writes do you not know that your bodies are temples of the holy spirit who is in you whom you have received from god you are not your own you were bought at a price therefore honor god with your bodies that clearly is telling us that we have to take care of our physical bodies and that is not just exercise that is going to include the rest and the nutrition and so if you're looking at your skin and you're saying well 
does God allow for a way for me to take care of my skin? The answer is yes. That's a part of that self-care. So you, you know, you may not have to go get a um, facial to take care of it, but setting aside some time to say, you know what, I'm going to set aside to take the facial if you want to, but set aside, setting aside time to cleanse your skin and maybe put a mask on or whatever it is, it's okay. You actually, the Bible tells you that we can do that because this is God's temple. The next thing we want to think about is rest. I love what Genesis 2-2 says, and we all know that. It says, by the seventh day, God finished the work he had been doing. So on the seventh day, he rested from all his work. It's okay for you to take a day of rest, for you to actually set aside a day of rest. So Sundays pack a lot into me, into the day for us. But what I try to do on both sides is rest. So, you know, you're getting up, you're moving, you're going to church, and I want to make sure I'm doing that. But then I like to come home and just really lay on the couch with my kids, take a nap if I want to, um, just kind of watch. I love to watch. <laughs> You'll know now. I love to watch um, different sermons from the different pastors that I follow. So I might watch that, or I'll try to watch, um, get my fill of Christian movies or pure flicks or something like that. But just kind of chill and sit. And take a lazy day. Now, I will, towards the end of the day, try to spend some time doing my planning. And I'm actually looking at how can I do that differently so Sunday doesn't have to do that. I've tried different days. But listen, <laughs> what's been challenging to me is trying to put it on any other day. I've tried to do it on Fridays. And then with field trips and co-ops and all that, I kind of got crazy. And then Saturdays, I was like, yeah, I could do it on Saturdays. But then Saturdays felt really challenging because sometimes that's date night sometimes that's that's um games and so it just felt like saturday was not going to be the best time for me so i'm still struggling with that because i really want to be able to have the full day of sunday but the way i look at it sometimes is that okay you have from saturday night to sunday night you know that's what they did in the bible that was a day so <laughs> and if i go and have date night with my husband on saturday night and then i'm gonna do anything until sunday night then that's still my 24 hours day of rest i know i'm, I'm working through my stuff with you right now i hope that's okay <laughs> all right and so we've got our physical peace that's our physical well-being understanding that uh we are living in god's temple and then that rest for that physical peace. And now we're going to look at that emotional well-being because we need that as well. And Philippians 4, 6 through 7 says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. This one is... So key. I love this one because my favorite verse comes after this in 8 through 12. I love those verses. Absolutely love those verses. And so this is, I think, setting us up for what do we do and then how, how do we do it? Like get our mind about what we're not supposed to do, rather, I guess I should say, and then what to do. So this one is telling us that we're not to be anxious about everything about anything but here's what i gather from and i'm not a theologian so please bear with me but for me i gather that 
anxiety can come. And I don't mean anxiety in terms of diag- diagnosed in that way, but just being anxious about something. But it's saying, so when it comes, I feel like it's saying, okay, here's what you do when this happens. Pray. You need to pray, pray, talk to God. Petition is going and asking. If you think about a petition with the signature, going to him, taking that to him, praying with him. And how do you do that? With thanksgiving, with gratitude, saying, thank you, God. I love you, God. Thank you for what you've done. And then it says with that, so take what you're feeling, take it to in prayer and petition to God, and then present that request to God. Talk to God about it. And say, with Thanksgiving, I'm, I'm presenting this anxious thought, this whatever I'm feeling, all of those anxieties, overwhelm, stress, all of that. I'm taking that, I'm presenting to you, thanking you. So what can you thank him for if you're feeling that way? I feel like you. there's so much you can thank him. You can thank him that he's still God no matter what. You can thank him that he is going to be with you no matter what. You can thank him that even though you feel what you feel, you know that he is in control. That you don't, you don't have to see the other side, but you know that... It's okay because he's got you on that other side. And then it says that when you do that, then you're going to have the peace of God. And that peace of God that you're going to get, it's going to go above anything that you could ever understand. And so that peace of God is describing the kind of peace of God is it. It's the type, the type of, excuse me, the type of peace that you can't understand. And that peace that you can't understand is going to guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. And when I think of the guard, my, my children and I did a study um, from Not Consumed about guarding your heart. And it talks about all of those things that can come into your heart. So the comparison and the um, the feeling downtrod- downtrodden and um, the, uh, the greed and just some of those different things. I can't think of all of them. But it's saying that that piece that is going to surpass your understanding that you're not going to understand is going to guard your heart from all those things. That can negatively affect your heart. And it's going to guard your mind. That is why I love that one. Because it's telling us, listen, this is what you do to be able to be okay in your heart and in your mind. Do this and I'm going to guard your heart. I'm going to guard your mind from all of those things that would get you discouraged with and frustrated with homeschooling i'm gonna guard you from that but it's the peace that's going to come there and because every single time you feel anxious because it's saying don't be anxious about anything and i feel like it's because god knows we're in this fallen world there are many things that could make us anxious and he's saying every time you feel that bring that to me bring that to me prayer and petition bring it to me hey take this to me take this to me and thank me in the midst of it, through it. I love that. So that means then he's got our our emotional and our mental well-being okay. And then the big self-love piece. In Mark 20, 12, in Mark 12, 31, Jesus says, the second greatest commandment is this, to love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these i'm assuming that that first commandment is to love the lord your god with all your heart your mind and your soul and your strength and then the next one is to love your neighbor as yourself but what's key about that is you can't love others if you don't first love yourself you cannot we cannot and that is so challenging and hard for us as moms 
And it's so hard for us as women many times to really recognize that the love that we have for others starts with ourselves. I love what my church says. That you love God completely, love yourselves correctly, love others compassionately. And even though there's those three short phrases, it's it, they're connected. Love God completely so that you can love yourself correctly. Love yourself correctly so that you can love others compassionately. Like you can't do any of those, especially the love compassionately, without the other one. You can't love yourself correctly if you don't love God completely because he's the only one who can really help you with that. But when you love yourself completely, that means you then are taking care of yourself. You're taking care of your physical self. You're taking care of your emotional self. You're taking care of your spiritual self. You're taking care of your financial self. You're taking care of all of the parts of who you are because you love who you are and all of those pieces are a part of the who that you love. Ooh, that just makes me excited. Can you tell that I'm excited about this? Because it really shifted this guilt and this really not even just guilt, just it shifted the mindset that like, if I had time for self-care, I would do it. Rather, it shifted it to self-care is something that I must do. It's something that I owe to God because it's his temple. This is, I'm stewarding, I'm managing this temple he's given me. So I have to make sure that I take care of it. Mm, Let's keep going. All right. So renewal is another part of that mental health. And in Romans 12 too, it says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the, the renewing of your mind. And this one to me is you take care of your mental health, but also I believe it's your intellectual well-being. That you really are focusing on what are those things that are going to stimulate some growth. So when you're starting to feel like, and I think that it's, you're, you're going to have some, I believe, some stimulation as you're doing homeschooling, as you continue with the higher grades. But if at the younger grades you're feeling that you're not, what can you do to be able to challenge yourself in that? But recognize that that is biblical. And so, as I said, I'm not a theologian, so I'm sure that theologians will say, I don't know if that's what um, you, it truly means. But I like to do commentary, so I read Dr. Tony Evans' study Bible and then pray. That God would give me discernment. God would open my eyes. God will help me to see what the word says so that I'm able to apply it and live according to the word. Oh, and then for your emotional one, the joy of the Lord is your strength. Nehemiah 8.10. What? The joy of the Lord. How can we have joy of the Lord if we aren't first learning who the Lord is? Like, we have to spend time in his word, knowing who he is, in relationship with him, to then have his joy. And we get not just the joy that we're going to get, which is amazing. Like, the mere fact that you can be happy, you get that joy. But also, you get the strength. That joy is going to be your strength. And I know 100% the strength of having joy. Because when I was going through everything that I was going through with my autoimmune disease and all of the pain, it was so hard to hold on to my joy. But I had to make a decision because I went through, so I'm saying I made this decision, but it was after not making this decision. It was after 
feeling downtrodden, feeling upset, feeling like I wanted to give up, just all of the things, all of, if, if you have never experienced chronic pain 24-7, and I say 24-7 because, yes, you will get some relief while you're sleeping, but you know sometimes you turn over, you don't even realize that sometimes you're turning over and doing all that, not when you're in pain all the time, every turn was like, oh, and I just thought there's no way. And I like, I'm usually ordinarily a joyful person. I just like to have a lot of fun and to laugh and it wasn't there. And so I, I had to lean into that. And I did feel like it gave me strength to be able to keep going, to be able to do what I needed for my children. So I can attest to the fact that it does work. And then the last thing we talk it talks about that I want to talk about is in first Peter five, seven, which is really what is the foundation once again of this podcast is that it says that we can cast all of our anxiety on him because he cares for us. I love that one of the most important things about managing our stress, our mom stress, our homeschool stress, our marriage stress, our life stress, whatever kind of stress it is, is that we don't have to carry it alone. That we can give it to God, that we can lay it at the feet of Jesus, and that he can help us. And I think it goes right back up to what we were talking about in Philippians, where how do we lay it at his feet? Well, we pray about it with prayer and petition, with thanksgiving. I love that. We've got the whole plan of what we need to do. Now listen, does it mean that it's easy? Absolutely not. I am not going to sit here and tell you that it's easy, that I have it all figured out. Because just because you know the thing, because you know the path, doesn't mean that it makes it easy to do. It makes it easier because you at least know what you're doing, but it's still a challenge. But I have to remind myself to go back to this. When I feel my stress getting to that place where I'm like, what is going on? When the overwhelm is starting to hit and I'm like, oh my, this is a this is a bit much. Then I have to remember, all right, I have to have a plan and I have to make sure that I am doing these things. And there are many other scriptures, but these are just the ones that I think are readily, they just, we hear them over and over again. Um, and they, they really bless my soul. They bless my spirit. They help me. They remind me of what I need to do. And when I know that there is a plan, when I have, I love strategic plans. I just, I don't know. I'm corny like that, but I really love it. When I know that I I will say, sometimes I want to plug and play. This is, if you do this, this will happen. And so (laughs) I know that it's not going to be easy, but I do believe in this. I believe that I can have the peace that passes understanding because I've had it. So that part, I know that, okay, that is very true. I know that I can cast my cares on him because he cares for me. I know that I know that. I know that the joy of the Lord is my strength. I know that. I know Philippians 4, 6, 7. I know that when I feel anxious, it's not that I won't feel anxious, as I said, but I know that when I do, I have something that I can do. And then I then can lean into um, 8 through 12 and a lot of times even when I'm thinking about 8 through 12 sometimes I have to start there because the the battle for me will be in my mind and I have to be like what are you thinking about is it true is it lovely is it pure is it okay gotta go through all of that to say okay and if it is true that I'm actually feeling this way or whatever the thing is now I can go right back up to 6 and 7 and I'm telling myself you don't have to be anxious about this so here's what we're gonna do with it we're gonna present it to God We're going to pray about it. We're going to petition him to handle it, to do something about it. 
and then we're going to thank him. I love that, and I hope you do too. I hope that as you listen to all of this excitement in my voice, as you're saying, wait, what is going on? That you recognize that the way that we can actually work through this is if we think about the biblical look of self-care. That if we do not allow the world to tell us that there is something wrong with taking care of ourselves, if we do it biblically, if we focus on what he's asking us to focus on, then we've got it. I'm so excited that you listened all the way through, even with the bad audio. It was in the car and I just had to get that to you. So I hope it blessed you. Let me know. I cannot wait to hear all about how your mindset has changed around self-care, if it has changed. So make sure to let me know by leaving a review. If this was helpful, please share it with another mom who needs to reshape the way that she thinks about self-care. And then as always, join me in the free Facebook community, Stress Management for Christian Homeschool Moms. We're starting to get into the school year and we'll be doing a lot more there behind the scenes with these episodes and really being able to support you in that way. So I can't wait to see you there and I really hope that you will take care of yourself now and all the way throughout your homeschool year. I can't wait to talk to you again. Thank you for tuning in. I hope that this episode empowered, equipped, and most of all, encouraged you. Don't forget to share your thoughts on today's topics because I'd love to hear how you're implementing these strategies. And you can do that in the free community where you can connect with me and other like-minded moms. You'll get some practical tips for homeschooling and teaching your child, managing your stress, and prioritizing your self-care. You can also ask questions there. You can participate in the fun challenges. And of course, you can celebrate your wins because we like to party over there. Also, if this was helpful and you know that it can be helpful to someone else, leave a review or share this with another homeschooling mom who needs to catch her breath. Mommy! Mommy! <laughs> well, <laughs> that's my cue. But before I go, I want to leave you with these words from Philippians 4, 6-7. I pray that you won't be anxious about anything, but that in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, you would present your request to God and that you will experience the kind of peace that surpasses understanding as you navigate the stresses of life and homeschooling. Until next time, remember to take a moment to catch your breath. <laughs>